Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Rocket Mortgage. Confidence. Support for the Adam Carolla Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Why can't clients get approved in minutes, not weeks? Or make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans answered those questions and more. It gives you the confidence to buy a home or refinance your existing loan. Fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. That's right. That's what Rocket Mortgage does. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. What else do you need to know? And again, these guys support the show and are great sponsors. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. To get started, just go to rocketmortgage.com. Slash Adam. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Hey, man, more best of, but when we say best of, we ain't mailing it in. French Stewart's going to be with us today. Guy was just unbelievable. What a personality. What a life. What a story. Yeah, we're going to relive it in a couple of few. I want to thank all you guys for uh, joining us and supporting us and supporting our sponsors and making this all possible. We love that about you. We love uh, that you go to Amazon and bookmark us and click through and do all the stuff we love. And we love that you support guys like Blue Apron, man. Kickstart the new year with Blue Apron and Whole30 for eight weeks. Ending February 26, Blue Apron's teaming up with Whole30 to bring you delicious recipes. Let's see. I'm trying not to screw this up. Mexican spice barramundi with avocado. I think I said that right. How about this? Tagarashi chicken lettuce cups with avocado and kale and sweet potato salad. It's all works. I know I'm a lowfalutin guy. And some of this sounds highfalutin, but it all works. Every meal I've had from Blue Apron has been exactly as advertised, exactly like the glossy picture that it comes with every time. And now we're going to go fresh and we're going to go healthy, man. Fresh pre-portioned ingredients, step-by-step recipes, cooked in under 45 minutes, sent right to your door, 12 new recipes each week to pick from, and I got a deal. My listeners, they can get their first three meals free with their first order. That's right. It's a $30 value. Just visit blueapron.com slash Adam. Blueapron.com slash Adam. Blue Apron. It's a better way to cook. All right. Let's get on with my new best friend, French Stewart. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, Dog the Bounty Hunter and his wife, Beth Chapman. 
plus actor French Stewart. With Gina Grant on news and Paul Bryan on sound effects. And now, after talking with Dog and his wife, maybe him and Lynette will go into the bounty hunting, bounty hunting business together. Adam Carolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on Monday. Get it on. I don't feel like that would work. I feel like if she got some mace, she'd mace me in the first 20 minutes, probably on the drive over to Friendly make fire. the bust. Yes. All right. Good day, Gina Grad. Good day to you. And Bald Brian. <laughs> All right. Uh, boy, lots of stuff to talk about as per usual. Looking forward to dog. Are you a big dog fan? I'm a gigantic. I, what, what did I say to you, Brian? What did you say? I said, is it my birthday? Are we going to talk to Dr. Bounty on it? I Ever, thought you were joking. You were, you were being oh, I'm 100% genuine. serious, yes. Ever since Gina ran into his wife at the Wizard of Bras. Yes! How great would that be? During that bake sale uh, yep. they have once a year. Friends and family. I wish. Yeah. Where the cupcakes all come in D-cups. <laughs> um, ever since then, they're uh, fast and furious. It was a kinship. Uh, the only thing better than a chick in hot pursuit is a busty chick in hot pursuit. Yeah. You know what run, I mean? We've got to run slowly and carefully. Best yeah. got it down. Uh, all right. So we'll talk to those guys in a, in a couple of few. Is he uh, still rocking the, the hair, the long hair, the ponytail? Who would he be without that? That's a good point. They both do, I think. I've been doing a little bounty hunting around here myself. And I talked to Garrigus about this for a while on uh, Reasonable Doubt. But I found this. And now, it it is a... Diet Coke can that has been made into an Audi. It wasn't any, it's been exploded. Not exploded, broken open, although I opened it and drank, drank the contents of it. But it's been opened at design. Pushed out. It's concave. Been, yeah, that's right. The top that normally has a little gutter is now. Poking yeah, it's convex it. now, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's not depending on which side you're on. Well, I guess you could make that for almost oh, everything. Like, is your car door open? I don't know. Are you standing outside of the car? Or are you inside the car? I don't. It's yeah, getting it's heavy in here, now. man. But uh, it's pushed out. And I was looking what at side it. Of the bars are we on? <laughs> That's right. I was looking at. Well, we get to go home at three uh, forty-five every afternoon and watch Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. So I'm going to go the happy the, side of the bars. bars. Yeah, the right side. But uh, so I was standing out in the parking lot a couple days ago, and I saw this can full of soda closed sealed up but sort of pushed out and sitting on the cement curb off the ground but on the cement curb where the planter box is and i just sort of looked at it and went what is that doing there and why is it in that condition and then i realized it must have been put in the freezer explain to people all the time and i find it i have two refrigerators here and i if i open the freezer on any given saturday or sunday there will be a half drunk frozen bottle of water or frozen beer or frozen because everybody forgets that they put it in there which is i just want to write a book called you're not that good Mm -hmm. and neither am i and neither's dr drew the only difference is we're aware that we're not good and you don't seem to know Mm -hmm. it although it's it's abundantly clear to me but i know (laughs) if i put something in the fridge i'm probably going to forget about it so i'll have to set an alarm or put my keys in with it or do something in order to prevent this action actually the blown up in the freezer is a very interesting metaphor and or example of just how good we aren't and how long we stay with this, which Mm -hmm. is I will bet you the average that a fella or gal puts something in the freezer and forgets about it, has it explode on them or bust open or just be rendered no good when they get back Mm -hmm. to it the next day or have have to wait for it to thaw or something. 
your average American, first world problem for sure. But it probably happens twenty nine and a half times in the in the course of somebody's life. Sure, they never learn their lesson. No. That's that's the entire thing about it. Like, so I found what this, percentage of the time do you put the thing in there? Does it explode or go bad? I would say over fifty percent. It it seems like a lot unless you're really unless you're you're, you're onto it. Well, the you're way the way it has to be is if you come home and you bring home that six pack IPAs and it's been sitting in the car and it's lukewarm and it's Saturday and you're dying for that mm. first beer and you throw the beer in there and you wait 20 minutes. You'll never forget that mm. because it's not like you go, oh, decide to give up beer yeah. somewhere between now and 18 minutes from now. You just literally stand yeah. by their freezer and go one Mississippi, tick-tock, tick-tock, two tick-tock, Mississippi. Tick-tock. Open, open, open. But when you do the, I like my water cold, forget it. Yeah. It's gone now mm-hmm. with the water. So then I saw it sitting in the parking lot and I thought, how long's it been there? Gary commented that it's been a couple of days. And then I realized this is coming and going. This is in the freezer, forgot about. Um, and that's when we go outie belly button. Mm-hmm. And then it was put in the parking lot to, to thaw. Cool down. Yeah. To thaw yeah. in the sun, forgot about it again. Uh-oh. We got controversy here. It turns out my what I posited was correct. He was afraid it would explode. And he wanted it in the outdoor environment. For, for, two days. for two days? How many days before the threat level goes down to like magenta? <laughs> Dylan? That I can't speak to. Yes. Hi. Hi. The bomb detonating robot comes out. <laughs> grabs it. All right. So you, you thought it would explode. Dylan's contribution was perfect. Now, what happened initially with the freezer? Um, the Diet Coke was not at the uh, temperature that I desired it to be, and I put it in the freezer, which was foolish. Mm-hmm. Did you lose the will to have a Diet Coke somewhere that day? The will was always there. It just, it kind of drifted further and further into the back of my mind. See, Dylan, the, the putting it in the freezer uh, was not the foolish by part. By the way, you only, have a, you only have a front. There is no back part of your mind. That has to be developed. There's just a thin veneer. It's a facade of a mind. Yeah. You have a front and a middle. There is no back. Okay. So the can was put in there. The thought drifted toward the nougaty middle part of your mind. Yeah. And there there it was with all the other things you invented and all the girls you 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 undressed with your eyes in high school and all the other things that go on, that bird that just keeps pecking with the weird red fluid in it and all the other things. <laughs> the the, yeah, the choo-choo sure. train with the square wheels from the island of misfit toys yeah. and all this all that Gina grad the, going hi dylan nice socks today <laughs> yeah it's all so it went it got to the nougaty center okay and then at a certain point you left yes well he probably had other tasks he was asked to accomplish uh, yeah, yeah gina's right tasks uh build uh-huh. up uh-huh. so when did you then discover the can or did you in the freezer I would say probably at around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> what time did you put it in? Close to 1. All okay. right. Well, that's not too it's bad. Now, and you, I say discover because I don't think it escaped the nougaty part of your mind and you went looking for it. I think you opened up the freezer for some other reason or done something, but you tell me. No, it was um, alarms went off and I realized that uh, the can was in there. I thought that it was for sure exploding, blown up. So it did kind of blow up, but then... Now you took it out, and then we set it outside because of the safety risk. Yeah, I thought, akin to a grenade, it would, yeah, explode, possibly yeah. in my hand, causing um, yeah, well, damage. Well, it was frozen. Ro- it was rock solid at that point. It'd be yeah. difficult. But all right, I like where your head's at. And let's get this mess outside. It's like, look, it's like when your cat starts hawking up a fur ball, like, and it's just making that noise. <sighs> 
Maybe it's going to chuck. Maybe yeah. it's not going to chuck. But what could hurt by throwing What's it out the on the porch? Yeah, yeah that's the way I feel. I like it. But then what happened once it hit the parking block there out on out in the uh, the garden? I think once again uh, that task fell into the nougaty part <laughs> of my brain. Yeah, and I apologize. See, this is a this Window is a negligence. This is a twofold not. Uh, you're not as good as you think you are because this is coming and going. This yeah, is on yeah. the way in the freezer and then on the way out, Freezing sitting out ball. in the uh, sitting out. And it's a planter. It's a couple yeah. cinder blocks plant up on up top. Yes. I made a, I made a mistake. <laughs> you know, you made two. We we cut to the nougaty part of Dylan's brain. It's exactly that scene from In and Out, <laughs> inside out with the wood. Yeah. Bing bong, bing bong. I made mistakes. All right, well, yeah, yeah, multiple, multiple, multiple mistakes. Two times. All right. Now, luckily, I intervened. Because yeah. you could have picked the can up and thrown it at one of my children. I Three mean, that times, would have been the tri- that would have been the trifecta. I don't know what you would have done at that point, but I was just standing outside and I saw it, and I did That's the out of place. I did the math, although <laughs> he to, throws it in the back of a passing truck. <laughs> to be fair, Dylan, I thought it was a thaw move. It was a, it was a danger move, but I brought it in here and drank it anyway. It was completely and utterly flat, and by that time, warmer than room temperature. <laughs> I've been sitting out in the sun. I thought the best so way to make mission it accomplished. Just like it's right. supposed to be consumed. Yeah. But wouldn't Dylan have learned his lesson better if you made him drink it? I, Stand there and just till it's gone. My punitive part of life is a, a, a verbal punishing. Not so much a you know give give me push ups. Mm-hmm. I like to make fun of whoever it is I'm I'm doing, and that it always feels like that's enough punishment okay. for them. Fair enough. So. I never, uh, I never really get to, the, uh, I never really get to the part. That's really a problem with my kids. I don't have the verbal punishment part, and I don't have the part where they have to do chores or they get grounded or timeouts. You don't or whatever. lock them in the closet, and make them finish the whole pack of cigarettes. I, it, it becomes, uh, Dylan. You may uh, go about your your ways. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you for your candor. All right. Um, he just answers me that way every time. Thank you. Sorry. That's not for it's built this in. Yeah. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. When. You become a parent, and you think about hitting your kids, or I'm with you, I'm with you. or uh, disciplining them, or, or even just the sort of weirdoness that a, a lot of us grew up with. You know, my stupid dad telling me how much a quarter really was—that it was a lot of money. You know, it was a lot of money. Or my mom, you know, explaining that you know by 1985 we're going to be living underground, <laughs> underground because the sun will be baking and we'll be out of fossil fuels. Like, like this stuff. That they that some parents lay on their kids or, you know, just basically, you know, dad was drunk. He had another fight with mom. He threw an ashtray at her head. You know, it's like, please stop it, adults. It doesn't even make sense to you when you become a parent that you would, you know, have a violent, screaming, you know, rageful argument in front of your kids that you would freak them out about something that you would you know, go nuts on them about their sexuality or something like if them and one of their, you know, stupid boyfriends wanted to paint their fingernails pink or something, mm-hmm. I'd go, are you kidding me? You, you got gears a Bible. I'm going to beat you with it or whatever, whatever it is. It all You're feels weird. A bigger thing than it is too. just, but in everything, it's mm-hmm. just like, first off, striking them feels almost out of the, it feels out of the question. Like it just, it feels like, confusing what's this going to get we're not going to get anything done if i smack you and then secondly you're 86 pounds of course i would hurt you if i smacked you what am i showing yeah it 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 makes you angrier at your own parents but angrier at the world because like what are we doing what is everyone doing i don't i don't just laying weird stuff on them telling them stuff about the future that's bad you know i i would include by the way 
poisoning them on Trump or Obama or whomever or the society or what's going, you know, the, yeah. the campus is a rape culture, you know, whatever that is. Just just please stop it with the kids. Yeah. Let, let them be kids. It's hard to imagine laying that stuff on Tessa, for, specifically for me. Like it's hard to imagine la- laying that on her. It's like she she's this little thing of innocence right now. She's gonna have she's gonna experience unfortunate things in her life. I'd rather not foist it upon her early. Yes, I uh, and it, and even when she gets up to uh, my kids' birthdays today, actually, mm. uh, as you hear this, so they're Too eleven. Bad. Yeah, and. I, they're 11. I'd like them to enjoy Going being to 11. I'd like them to enjoy being 11. And I don't want them to think that their, their mom and their dad are falling apart or, or insane or, you know. Yeah, let like, them figure that out on their own. Let them yeah. figure it out. Let them go online In and figure that out. Yeah. They'll read the court transcripts someday. Oh, my kid's birthday's not today? Oh. <laughs> No, but this, this, air, no, this airs. To- oh, it's Wednesday. Oh, it is. Yeah. No, he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I You're think close. I was listening to them. They were popping off. I can't remember it's why. Their birthday. Is this still a thing? Birthday week? Like for kids? Like it's my birthday week. Yeah. Well, Gary only gets three and a half days for his half birthday. <laughs> he's a young man. Yeah, right. saying, he's still. Kind of, uh, you know. I, you know, it's so funny. Like I, I, I came in this morning. I was like, I tried to lay the law down because um, my daughter had built herself a giant fort in the living room. And uh, another thing. What they do in the house. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when I was a kid, I was like, take it outside. Oh, yeah, take yeah, it yeah. outside. Yep. Yep. Take it out. Mom, I'm going number two. Take it outside. <laughs> Ta- Not in here, you don't. Take it outside. Not under my roof. Uh, I'm going to bed. Take it outside. outside. Take it outside. I'm trying to do homework. Take it outside. Take it. I'm watching TV. Take the TV. Take it out. Everything was like, take it. It's, like, it's not like I'm standing there smoking and playing with, with a handball. Uh-huh. It's like, take it out. Everything was taken outside. The second you and your friend got a little rambunctious, start, mm. you know, one guy got the other guy in a headlock and it's outside. Bring it out. Yeah. Go. And by the way, not front lawn. Yosemite. Go to like a public, like, go, go to like a national park. Go to Bryce. Yep. Yeah. Get out Some of here. Federal Just get, Some more federally protected. Go get. Not to mention the thousand rules around eating. The the rules around oh, like, you give me the look. The like you can't get the swimming pool. Swim, no, yeah. no, 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 get away from the pool. That You're cramp no, up. you yeah, ate no, twenty minutes ago. Don't get near the pool. It's a grilled cheese sandwich. No, no, get where you eat. Yep. My kids eat everywhere on the couch in the living room. Oh God, <gasps> I could remember this. Like, where are you going with the sandwich? Where, 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 where is that cup? Where is it? I'm walking out to the get the mail. No, no, not outside. Put the cup down. You know, there's a million rules about what you do. They're all just a huge waste of time. It's just nothing. It's just weird. Just eating. Like, just the idea that my kid will throw open the cabinet, grab themselves something, and walk away Uh. with it. Like, it... When I was a oh. kid, other people's house, we didn't have Snacking food. But I mean, like, what are you cabinet. doing? What are you going with that? Well, what are you having? Oh, Nilla wafers. How many? <laughs> Weigh them. Like, it's like yeah. crazy. Yeah, and meals, then stuff cause... like, well, no, wait. Dinner's coming up in 11 hours. So well, let's You're just, just hold let's off. See. Just hold off. You can have the can four have a, grams of yeah, Nilla wafers after we eat Sloppy Joe's and Salisbury steak. Like, just at rules for everything. When I, number percentage of my meals that were consumed on a couch up until age 18 was 0.7%. Same here. Percentage of meals consumed on a couch in my adult years, All. 99.7%. Like, yeah. What changed? Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I, I never had the couch. I wasn't allowed to know yeah. I had the couch when I was a it's kid. It's not like you go for a bite of the sandwich and dump it on a throw <laughs> pillow. It's just, yeah. just there. I'll try to get it all in my mouth fine. on one throw. I agree. So you realize 
That's funny. Rules, 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 rules. Concern, concern, concern. Hey, look, I they're you know I've just was yelling at them today, and they're like, "Oh, we don't want to help." You know, our birthday's coming up. You know, I mm. said, "You guys need some chores around here." Well, we got a blah 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 blah, and I just said, "You need to learn how to work." That's about all a kid really needs to know. They need to learn how to work. It's just a waste of my time. Yeah, that's what he was explaining to me. Oh, man, true car, MSRP. Well, you probably know what it stands for, but what does it really mean? Same goes for invoice, list price, dealer price, blah, 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 blah. Look, you want true car. And the good news is they've introduced true car, true price. From True Car, man, you know exactly what you'll pay, including fees and accessories, before you get to the dealership. You get that price, you lock it in, you know exactly what you're going to pay, very transparent. You go pick up your ride, you use True Car, save some money. The good news is they got certified dealers, and they're very competitive with their pricing because they want your business. That's what you want. You want them fighting over you, man. So you get the price, you pick up your vehicle, whether it's new, whether it's used, it is true car. When you're ready to buy, you always go with true car and you enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. All right. Got a couple of calls up there. When is a uh, dog calling in? Uh, we calling him? supposed to be right now. We're, uh, we're going to try his backup number now. Oh, okay. Today right. is Christie's birthday. Oh, yeah. that's right. All right. Oh, Today, the day yeah. we're recording. Yes. Yes. It right. Is oh, awesome. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah. We went to Moza on Saturday. We mm-hmm. made, made a last minute reservation oh, with a fancy picture with our wine glass. That's right. That's mm-hmm. Our friend Phil helped us get a reservation, our, our mutual friend Phil. Oh, yeah. something. This yeah. is a great restaurant. I think you dropped yep. something. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was great. It was perfect. It was, it was her first you know, uh, birthday as a mom. So it was cool to give Aww. her the card. Tessa signed it, quote unquote. I gave her the pen and she kind of scrawled on it. So that was kind of cute. I love you guys enjoying the hell. But no one's no one's doing it better than Brian. Thanks, man. I got a couple. It's fr- I, it's interesting because um, I don't have that gear that gear, but I would like to do something one of these days. Anything? I have a friend, uh, Daniel Kellison. Mm. And, two sheets, Danny. Yeah, Danny. Two, two sheets. Danny, two sheets. Two sheets. That's right. And Danny. Uh, when I spoke to him about a week ago, so I went out, we went out with Jimmy and Jimmy took me out to lunch for my birthday, speaking of birthdays and Daniel and uh, Mike August came. And every time I see Daniel, he's, yeah, we'll have dog in just a moment. There was a confusion in there. Okay. Call in on separate lines. I got you. Every time I see Daniel, he has something to say, Hey buddy, you, you see these pants? I said, uh, well, yeah, whatever. feel them, feel them, feel them. Super lightweight. Super light, lightweight, cotton, beautiful. And it has the thing with the tie and the thing in the pocket with the Velcro on it. And I go, yeah, sounds good. He goes, I'm going to get you a pair. And I go, yeah, awesome. The 34 length, 35 waist, uh, about good. All right, you're going to love them. And I went, okay. And Who are you to argue? This guy scours the internet every day looking for things to make him feel better. Huh, and not feel better spiritually, like better pillowcases, mm-hmm. better... Be- better, you know, this app, that app, this thing, that Quality of life. just everything, cool. just everything. And it's a, it's a modality. It is. And it's a good modality to be in because like when, you know, you just take something like travel, you know, it's like mm-hmm. finding the best seat, find the best seat. <laughs> we don't have any of that. We just get the tickets and we go. And it took me, felt like four years to get the fast pass and the security yeah, line the TSA it's like about about yeah. four years of us trying I, I traveled around the globe 28 times in the time we were trying to get this 
pre-check thing. Just stuff like that. Just I, w- I would like to get people. You, Daniel's like the higher income bracket version mm-hmm. of that, but it's still the same mindset, yeah. which is where do we get the best sushi? Where do we get the best pants? That's where we should. And why go. don't we live that way? Yeah. The, the 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 thing is the thing that sounds like you're realizing, and I hope to install in Tessa is. If you, if these are things, it's, it's, you're halfway there with, you know, you say with, uh, you're going to you spend half your time of your life, most of your life in a bed, in a car, or on a couch. So get a good version of each. It's like, as long as you're going to be doing these things anyway, traveling, wearing pants, whatever that thing is, do the version that, you know, the best version you can. Do the ver- you know, if you're on a budget, that's one thing, but get, get the best version you can afford. Even the, yeah, even the budget doesn't yeah. really, it, people use it. They trot it out a no. lot, but it really only accounts for about 30% mm. of this conversation. Uh, all right. Let's get back to this. Sure. First, uh, dogs on line two. Let's see. I hit uh, line two twice, and then I hit four. There you go. Dog and Beth. Hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. (laughs) Aloha, Adam. (laughs) Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Um, So the new uh, podcast, Looking for Trouble with Dog and Beth, it is uh, coming soon to Podcast One. You can check the website at uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dot com. Um, so the first thing that popped in my mind when I knew I was going to talk to you guys was uh, the shootout with a couple of bounty hunters in Florida. But I don't know if you know the story. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. We, we know the story. Yeah. I, uh, sadly, I figured you'd know the story. I don't know if you knew the guys that were involved or uh, Gary, you have the information on it. But what do you what do you know about the story? Well, the, the two, the three that were killed in uh, Texas. It was a, a fugitive and the two investigators, the two private detectives. In Texas, they're uh, not bounty hunters. You have to be a licensed-approved uh, private detective to be able to grab a fugitive. So it was two of those guys. And then, of course, the one uh, felon who was a, who, who had jumped bail or jumped jurisdiction of Minnesota on a drug charge and assault to a police officer. Wow. It's so it always sounds so weird, like out of a movie where there's a gun battle with three guys and three guys die. Yeah. No, it's bad. Yeah, very and you know, bad. like for it's us, out, yeah, for sorry, us, I, I said it was out of Florida, but the Gary screwed me up. It's out of Texas. Sorry. Continue. No, it's okay. But listen, we um we knew Fidel. He was the older of the two. The other the younger guy, Bernal, was a security guard for him at some other job. I'm sure that he thought it was gonna be a textbook arrest. And he basically, you know, just grabbed grabbed a backseat person. You know, he grabbed somebody to watch the back door for him and, you know, thought he was taking out a druggie from Minnesota. And, you know, the guy pulls a gun from his waistband. I mean, that's the worst thing that, that you can expect. I mean, it's happened. But for our team, we carry different levels of threat. You know, like one being a taser, two being a gun. You know, you want to use, first you want to use mace, then you want to use a taser, then you want to use firearm, obviously. You don't want to kill your clients, you just want them to go to court. But, so with that being said, you know, they both pulled guns immediately. I think it's, you know, to armchair quarterback is not the right thing to do. But if one of them would have had, uh, the, you know, the forethought to just tase him quickly, he wouldn't have had a chance to fumble for the gun or recover the gun or, you know, any of those things. But, you know, you really... You're really in the moment when that happens, Adam. And when when the shit is going down, you you really have to be very well trained and know what you're what you're grabbing. You know, if you go for lethal weapon, you know something something lethal 
will probably happen. So but, they got uh, it was his gun. I mean, the, the the perp wrestled the gun away from the the bounty hunter. No, the the perp was carrying a gun. Oh, okay, that's what. So it, when but, when he was confronted, when they started to walk into that small office in that car dealership, you know. He immediately started to to reach for his waistband. At that point, you know, we would have tased the crap out of him right then. Well, well, no hesitation. Well, pardon me, but if someone's reaching for a gun, wouldn't a pepper sprayer, the taser, be a bad choice at that moment? Like, wouldn't just shooting him be a better no. choice? <clears throat> we no, because you want to incapacitate some hands. And you've got the first five seconds, obviously, is the most important. And we train, at least I train my kids to know that. So reach for the sky or hands in the air. If that's not immediately done, then you fire a taser. And a taser incapacitates the guy with, you know, within a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. So you would come in with the taser drawn in that situation. Uh-oh. Did they drop off? They're thinking about Gary, it. Gary, you can clean the, no, the screen that oh, gives me the instructions. I'm fine. Uh, okay. But you can give me some beats on the case. Thank you. Does that sound condescending? Yeah. Good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just, I've, I've, this, I, it I'm makes me mad because I heard this story this makes me mad at Dylan because Dylan's supposed to find these oh. stories and feed them to me, not me going, oh, is there something about him going, I don't know. Oh, no, I could feed you stories all day long. Well, like, how well, many stories can you handle, Adam? Uh, like, you know, I got a pretty going, good back for stories. on everywhere. So well, listen, you know, this just happened in Tennessee. I don't know if you, you know, you saw this in Tennessee, but a couple of weeks back, Five uh, bounty hunters went out to arrest a guy, and there was a, a scuffle in the parking lot. The people got away. The, you know, they were shooting at the bounty hunters from the car. The bounty hunters were shooting back. They went, and they pursued the car. And, you know, when they finally got to the car, two guys inside the car were dead, and the fugitive is nowhere to be found. Five well, bounty hunters in jail. That is... All right. So, for me, I look at people as sort of what what they're able to do. And when I see the thing on the rap sheet that the guy assaulted a cop or wrestled with a cop, yep. I know he's capable of anything he's because not stopping a this guy's in a uniform and you decided to assault someone in a uniform. And that means you are capable. Maybe even if you didn't hurt him, you're capable of doing anything. Right. Do you guys have those tells when you're looking at the sheet? No, you, Absolutely. you go, you go exactly right, Adam, you go after, you know, even a DUI guy could shoot you. You know what I mean? So we run their rap sheet. We see what kind of history he has. But uh, it doesn't always tell. It could be his first shooting. You never know. So you all you have to treat each and every single one with that, you know, respect of this guy could kill you. So, But especially, like you say, when you – if a guy's going to assault a cop or – you know, hurt a cop. going to assault the bounty hunter. Bounty There's hunter. no question. You're right. right. Yeah. yeah. you got to go after him. But but let me say this. In the 50 states, that 46 of them are have bail companies, an average of four-a-day fugitives are arrested in 46 states. So you're looking over, you know, 20,000 guys a day or 2,000 guys a day that get arrested by bounty hunters. Bounty hunters bring in... 85% of the wanted fugitives in America. Right. And it's not good. It's and not no good cost to the taxpayer. Once in a while, something bad like this happens. But, yeah. you know, I don't want to say it's expected, but it's not new to us. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting point, which is uh, two things. One is, 
you know, out here in L.A., if you call the LAPD and you go, somebody stole my laptop computer, they'll go, hey, good luck. <laughs> like, I, the, yeah. not only they tell right. you, well, not you, only, you should yeah, be not, so lucky. Not only go, are we not going to find it? They tell you, don't expect to mm-hmm. ever find it. Now, obviously, right. that got somebody killed out here in Pasadena because the person wanted their computer back. Hey, I'm a citizen. Right. It's two grand. Yeah. I don't have that kind of money lying around. So they told the cops, the guy who stole it pulled a gun on me. To get the cops out of their goddamn barca loungers. So when the cops rolled up on the guy, the cops shot him. Mm. And you may uh-uh. think it's the guy's fault for saying an unarmed guy got shot. His but hand was forced. It's the cops' fault for knowing, you know, in advance they're not going to roll on this stuff. But you guys are motivated. You guys get right. a percentage. And that's what this in a nutshell is what I'm talking about, which is. Cops right. with the cops just like, hey, I get paid whether I find the guy or not. You guys don't get paid unless you find the guy. Thus, your eighty-five percent of them are found by you guys. Yeah, right. that's true. And we, and the bond listen, is well, also the, liable, Adam, for the full amount of the bond. Oh, I've the seen uh, Midnight pay, Run. Pay <laughs> I know how. I know exactly how this works. Charles Grodin. <laughs> yeah, Gina Grad had a question. I love him. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I I know that this is a family business for you guys, which on one hand is super badass and cool but you always hear you know if there's cops or fighters or whatever and you ask oh would you want your kid to go in that business a lot of times they say oh hell no i would love to hear a little bit about um about how how the kids got involved and you know nieces and nephews and that I, I assume you do it in a way that makes them feel more empowered and you're not constantly terrified for their well-being well, well I'm going to tell you this. Years years ago, we honey, honey, no honey, 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 <laughs> sit there and look sexy. We had to leave the car as we went up Here. to the door. And then Here. once we caught the fugitive, we told him, <laughs> you know, we're going to jail. We got works. our kids in the car, and you better not spit on them. <laughs> and so the I'm kids, talking. Are you hear me talking? I'm sorry, honey. And so Listen, the kids sit there and look were, sexy uh, until I need you. The kids were, like, in the car with the fugitive as we rode to jail. <laughs> yes, we're listening. All right. Huh? Okay, so I'm going to tell you this very hang funny up? story. No, he, just... he didn't hang up. He I just put it on you. mute. Okay, good. <laughs> no, so I'm going to tell you this really funny sure. story. He always talks over me because he doesn't want me to tell this story. Okay. Okay. When a man's yeah. wrong, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and hold on. Hold on one second. We'll think. Let's see if I can figure that. There you go. There, there you go. go. Yes. Now, talk, do four again. Beth? Okay. Beth? Okay. Okay, Any... sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so um, when... When I first met Dog, he was a single dad, mm-hmm. okay, and he had a lot of children. There are twelve. There are twelve of them now. Twelve but, puppies. Had um, a litter. <laughs> wow. Twelve yeah. Nine boys and four girls, and yeah, we've got a lot of kids. So when I first met him, uh, the youngest one was baby Lisa, and she was about two years old, three years old maybe. Barbara was maybe seven, you know, and some of the other kids. What happened was is that he took all the kids fishing and went camping, but he went fishing and camping near where he thought one of his fugitives was hiding because he just wanted to check it out, you know, to see if it was like a real address sure. or somebody would really live there. So Yeah, like I take my son to the podcast out. every once in a while. It's no okay. difference. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so they, so they go up to this, to this uh, cabin or whatever, and he sees him. So immediately, you know, the bounty hunter in him just sees, you know, paycheck, dollars, and being able to feed all of these many, many children when, you know, he's the only breadwinner. So he goes and he gets all of the, the kids' fishing stuff, so, you know, the little Y stick, you know, that you put the fishing pole fishing in and it holds Fishing pole holders, it's called. <laughs> yeah. Fishing pole holder, whatever. Dawson so, keeps his cigarettes there when he gets more than one <laughs> lit at once. Right. 
Yeah. So what he does is he tapes a flashlight. <laughs> he tapes a flashlight to every single one of these, and he positioned the kids all around this guy's cabin. And he told the kids, now when, when you hear Dad say, come out, you're surrounded, flip on your flashlight. Wow. <laughs> Ballsy so move. What are the ages at this point? Ages of yeah. the kids, approximately? They're, they're young. It's like dangerous. It, like two, seven, two, <laughs> ten, thirteen. I love it. Okay. Yes. So, so they get this really. I mean, this guy's a badass, you know, motorcycle guy, just a, a total badass. Dwayne gets him all the way to the car, gets him secure, gets him in seat belts, and all of a sudden he gives this big long whistle and he goes, "Come on, kids, <laughs> let's go!" <laughs> and the guy in the car absolutely freaks. Out. He's been caught by dog, the bounty hunter, and five children under the age of 14. That is a good story. <laughs> yeah. So that is a true say, story. why did our children get into it? Um, because and then I they think all that they thought this was... I, I think got, they thought this paid, was an extreme like, game of hide-and-go-seek. Sure. Hey, uh, before we let you go, I know there's a uh, cause that's uh, near and dear to your heart. It's the uh, Money Bail Reform Act. What, uh, what yes. do you want to... Want us to know about that? Well, basically, this, this is a bill by um, Senator Hertzenberg and Rob Bonta. Basically, they have bought into the Hugathug campaign there in California, and they want to expand Prop 109, Prop 47, and 57. And if you if you remember Prop 57 from last year, what it did was it reduced a whole lot of felonies down to misdemeanors. And well, so now what they yeah, want but hold to do on, Beth. This- I watched a view, and Whoopi said and that could have happened to any one of us. We could all be in prison. And I thought, shut if up, bitch! If we robbed a liquor store, we would. Be. She should yeah, be in there. I agree. Be. Oh, she should be yeah. in a fucking loony bin. But yes, I I, well, I live in California. I have to deal with these like, pussies. Yeah, this is a whole hug a fuck campaign. I know this could be it could be any of us or our children. And no, it can't. You have to be a criminal. Idiots. Right. Well, that's the only way you're going to get paid, basically, in the state of California. But, you know, look, they raised the gas tax so unbelievably high. They've got another tax coming that's going to basically pay for this bill. This bill is going to cost the state of California somewhere between 200 and $300 billion. We're talking about any person who's arrested for a misdemeanor. Misdemeanor, okay? And I'm not talking about weed, smoking a joint, or, you know, graffiti. We're talking about rape of an intoxicated person, giving a gang member a gun, bringing a bomb to a school. All of those things are misdemeanors now in your state. So then when they come along with heroin. Listen, we love criminals and homeless people, and we love taxes. We hate the people that pay the taxes. We like the criminals and the homeless people. We, like, glorify them in this state. It's weird. It's like there's almost a disdain against the people who underwrite everything. Mm -hmm. The taxpayers. It's like like a war on taxpayers, but we love the people that don't contribute to the system or withdraw from the system by being incarcerated. You brought up a good point earlier about, you know, the the many celebrities who've been robbed in the state of California. They're not looking for your money, your property. They're not looking for any of those things. And it's not necessarily that the cop doesn't want to get out of his Barca Lander to go get the guy. It's that your state legislature up here in Sacramento have taken away all of their authority, all of their power. They can't even arrest the guy for blocking your state highway, which is now, uh, 
you know, rioting in the first degree. Oh, listen, it's, it's not even it's not even illegal. We I want to can't I'm, stop them from blocking. I have not I, illegal. I want to get your guys take on this uh, dog. Let me get your take on this. I think okay. the rule of law is breaking down. And what I'm saying is, is I'm watching videotape of women fist fighting with cops in airports like this is a woman who woke up that morning and thought she was getting on a plane (laughs) and instead is throwing down with a cop and the cop is just trying to push her back like i don't want any trouble here and she's like throwing punches and trying to push through them and i see this all that i see it with the riots you see it's like you're at berkeley and they're like just let them smash up the starbucks just don't even just step back let the the fire will burn itself out by tomorrow have insurance for a reason yeah what is this mm. gestalt? You know what I mean? This, this wave of lack of, of of recognition of authority, and how is it helping us? And do you guys feel it out there, or is it, or is it just me? Well, you know, I've done this 40 years, and the last five have been worse than the first 35. I knew it. Uh, I knew one it. Good news, huh? One good news in California is we killed that bill. You know, if someone steals your car, you well, we call, killed one of the he bills. flips you the bird as he drives away, you call the police, they catch him, you expect the guy to go to jail. The new bill said because it wasn't violent and no one was killed, he don't go. We just right. won by one vote to kill that bill. And well, there's two the bills, let's be clear, because we still need authority. all your listeners it, it, to make phone calls for us. We still need everybody to call. They, there's AB42, we killed that on Friday night only by one vote. Wow. Now, Senate Bill 10, Hertzberg Bill, is coming up in the next week or so, and that's going to be heard again in the same, in the same assembly. So we have to and hold happened, those votes so that what happened, we keep Adam, California safe right now. the lack of knowledge by the people of California. Once they realize, all you guys, you guys do the three strikes and you're out. You right. guys are the state that won't let Charlie Manson out of prison. You guys are tough on crime. All well, sudden, we should have killed him, but go is, ahead. It has turned, you know, but once the people in the state of California found out what was going on, they started calling their uh, representatives, and we won by one vote. All right, the so website, I, I, I want to send people to the website. Is there is there a banner there or something, information yeah, they could get? Yeah, they can go to SB10. Uh, they can come to dogthebountyhunter.com, and we'll have a link to, that's, to the that's no what, SB10. That's what they should do. Okay, the... The podcast, which I, I must hear, uh, although I hope no instructors from the Groundlings are listening. Uh, it's <laughs> I got that joke. All right, looking for trouble with Dog and Beth. Thank you guys. Thank you, Adam. Come and see the podcast. Go on. My pleasure. You know what they brought up that is so insane? That you're penalized for not being murdered. Like, oh, sorry, they just got your car. Let us know if you get winged or maimed. Well, the guy. Again, who might want his car back sooner or might want his laptop back sooner. See, Gary, find that uh, clip from the press conference. Uh, What's his name? Mick, I was talking about. But here's what I want to say. People don't understand. Everything starts off with good intentions and then it leads somewhere. Hey, why can't this person who's emotionally crippled travel with his dog that like, makes okay, sense that yeah, sounds sure, good yeah. the guy's a veteran yeah, okay. he's a veteran yeah, he's you know ptsd leave him alone let him travel with his dog. look at his dog sweet it sounds huh. good and now not so good mm-hmm. right because right. it spins out so what the cops could never understand is and they should it's going to take us five minutes to do the math on the guy's got a gun 
because I had some guy crash into the house with just my two-year-old twins and my wife while I was on the road, and they wouldn't send a cruiser over to get the drunk driver. Now, next time, she's going to say, I think I saw he had a gun Mm -hmm. or a knife, and they will come out. But it could get him shot. Yep. And they have to realize this is where we're going. Yeah, it's a chess game, and that's the next move. Yeah, it's it's unintended consequences, but it will happen because people will learn quickly, and they'll want the uh, they'll want the stuff back. But sorry, you're going to say something, Brian? I wasn't. I was that's it's a chess game, and you know the move is you know uh, like you said, the next move is I, I think I saw a weapon because you want the cops to come. That's your that's that's your goal. Yes, my wife is home alone at night. I'm out of town, and she has newborn twins. And the cops will not come up to investigate a car that has hit the outside of the house, hit the gate outside. And the guy slumped over the wheel. Now, it turns out the guy was drunk as shit and got picked up by like an OnStar, whatever. And they uh, they drove. Uh, there's signs on the freeway, you know, buzz driving, drunk driving, medicated mm-hmm. driving, drunk, DUI. Crash you know, your car into a house. Yeah, Fourth of July. You got a drunk guy sitting outside my house with his car all jacked up and you're not going to send a guy up to go arrest him. And a reasonable person is fearful and they want the cops to come. They know the key word to get the cop to come is, I think he had a weapon. I, right. I, I could have I sworn I saw a weapon. Absolutely. So, say he pointed the gun at me and threatened my life, but I, I think I saw a weapon. In, um, so the thing I don't like about the climate in California is somehow we have turned on the taxpayer. And I, mm-hmm. it started with the cops and speed traps and it started with overtaxing everything. And now somehow felons and the homeless are heroes mm. and the guys who are holding down the fort paying all the taxes and doing whatever it's actually trickled down it, it started as you know rich whitey like these guys these rich guys who are paying almost all the taxes they became public enemy number one now it's just anybody who's you know paying their taxes raising their kids getting their cars you know what Could it is squeezed a little more yes and they've kind of there's like lots of stuff where it's like well you know you know if you're uh, you know, there's things like we don't impound your car anymore if you don't have a driver's license and are here illegally and stuff. We used to impound the car. Now it's like, hey, this guy's got to get to work the next day that they're not paying taxes on. But anyway, um, I I was watching uh, TV the other week, and this is about a week or so ago. We were just sitting on it. How about we get some Simply Safe this year? Come on now. Thinking about a little home security? No better time than now. Simply Safe. They're the best protection, period. Gary has it. Garrigus has it. I have it. August has it. Dawson has it. And I've worked with these guys to put together a security arsenal just for you. It's a package I handpick. It's got entry, motion, glass sensors, everything you need to protect your home or even your apartment. And right now, for the holidays, before they end, my friends at Simply Safe are giving my listeners 200 bucks off of this select package no contracts no commitments go right now save the 200 bucks do it get my hand-picked security package at simplysafe.com slash adam save the 200 bucks save on your renters or homeowners insurance simplysafe.com slash adam save the 200 bucks on my security package simplysafe.com slash adam uh so this guy uh mick mulvaney was it I hadn't seen this guy before, but he's uh, he's the director of Trump's budget office. No. I, that's, that may not be yeah. his exact title, but that's what he does. So he was answering questions, and I think they're talking about um, 
how many people are on welfare and food stamps and whatever. And it's it's a crazy number. It's like 44 million Americans are getting this. And I'm like, is there that many unable-bodied folks? And and as I believe, I, I, I know, same as it does with animals, same as it does with kids, it weakens you to receive all this stuff. But Mick made a point, which I uh, very much enjoyed. We'll uh, hear him talking to somebody about... Um, he uh, obviously Trump wants to scale it back, which I'm all for, because there's no way 44 million people absolutely need or deserve that. But here here we go. But to your point, your point is, is an excellent one. We are not kicking anybody off of any program who really needs it. That's not we have plenty of money in this country to take care of the people who need help. OK, and we will do that. We don't have enough money to take care of people, everybody who doesn't need help. So what we try and do is look at these programs, again, through the perspective of the people paying for it, and say, uh, SNAP, for example. It's like, I know I haven't asked, been asked a question about it. 42 million Americans. I, think, I thought it was 44. I'll take your word for it on 42. It is. I think the high uh, was 47, and that was during the recession. Pre-recession, the numbers were as low as 28. It spiked during the recession. Okay, which you would expect on a counter-cyclical program like food stamps. During bad economic times, more people will go on to food stamps. So it's completely within reason to look at that number. It went from 28 million on food stamps before the recession to 47 at the height. It's 44 or 42 today. Yet here we are, eight years removed from the end of the recession. We've had economic growth, albeit slow, where what we consider to be full employment with the, uh, the limitations of U3 and U6. Why is the number still that high? Is it possible? If, if, if you're paying for it, isn't it reasonable for you to at least ask the question, are there people on that program who shouldn't be on there? And shouldn't it be up to the government to make sure we can look folks who are paying the taxes in the eye and say, you know what? We did everything we could to make sure that everybody on SSDI is really disabled. We don't think that's unreasonable. In fact, we think that is the definition of compassionate, a compassion that is balanced between the people who get the benefits and the people who pay them. Compassion, that's right. How about the people that are paying for every fucking thing? How about a little compassion for us who are, and I mean you guys, working, you know, I was thinking about it, you know, just the notion of how much you're giving away in taxes, mm-hmm. it's, it's real. I mean, it's a ton of bread. Mm-hmm. And compassion is a two-way street yes compassion to the person who needs it but the person that's just ripping us off because they don't feel like going out and going to work mm-hmm. every day like we do what about a little compassion over this direction yeah i it, it's the first time i ever heard compassion toward the taxpayers because it's always like you know these kids need their program heart. and they need a they don't have books and they need computers and stuff. but what about the person who pays for everything mm-hmm. I, a little bit a little something for them i think a lot of times we whoever we is forgets that it's our money you know it's, absolutely it's, it's, a pot. it's a pot yeah it's a pot it's the government's pot they found it somehow we don't want to know how but it's it's ours we it's all ours and and, and furthermore i don't need a rebate I just want to get the single dude. I remember reading some famously some articles, some guys like I get my $200 every month or every week. I buy as much sushi and lobster as I can and I go surfing. I just want that douche to buy his own sushi and lobster, and then I don't need my two hundred back. It can go toward the bridge. The person who really, yeah, or the, the school who really needs it. Right? Well, I'm assuming the person who really needs it getting. gets it, yeah, okay. and the surfer douche is getting it. So I'll just take it and put it toward the school yeah. or the bridge. Pay some potholes, yeah. whatever it is. I don't even need it back. I, I I don't want a rebate. I just want it going not to the dude yeah. who's going surfing Spend after he eats his lobster more wisely. Yes. Yeah. 
That's a By controversial way, statement. Go to the beach. Catch your own fucking lobster, Spicoli. Yeah. <laughs> you're already there. Work smarter, not harder. Reach down and grab some food. Now you're getting greedy. Some crustaceans. All right. Uh, let's see. Um, I just love. I just love the fair to the taxpayer. I have compassion mm-hmm. for the taxpayer. I've never heard that. All right, let's see. Line, line one, one is gone. Oh, I gone. just dropped Aww. off. What was line one? He he wanted to tell us a story about uh, he saw Alien for the first time at age six, and it messed him up, apparently. <laughs> oh. uh, I can see that, because that is not a movie for a six-year-old. Not for your tummy when something comes out of it. Can I say that I was floating in my uh, real power broker move last night? I'm sitting in my jacuzzi. Um, at about nine thirty last night, uh, with it with by the way a cocktail in a glass, Ooh. which I'm apt to do and enjoy outside by the pool. Mm. And um, see if that happened when I was a kid, my mom would yell, "Not by the pool!" And I would yell, <laughs> "What fucking pool?" And she'd go, "You got me." Yeah, it was just a pit of dirt in the backyard. It's a metaphor. Right. Well, why don't you go fill it with your tears, <laughs> or maybe uh, first half with your sweat while you're digging a hole, and the second with your <laughs> with tears. tears. If you realize this is going to get <laughs> so. Um, Sunny and Natalia were playing in the pool, and uh, Lynette and I were just floating in the jacuzzi, just watching them. And it took Lynette a while to get out there. And I was talking to Sonny beforehand, and he was explaining that uh, they have a friend of theirs that they don't really like that much, or a friend of a friend's, not even their friend. And uh, I said, "Like, what's well, what's up with the kid?" And he said, "He's smelly." <laughs> I said, "All right, I don't even know. That. I don't know how a like a seven or eight year old, this is a younger kid. I don't know an eight year old gets funky, but anyway." And then he said, uh, he's got an attitude problem. And then he paused and he went, his parents let him watch Alien when he was six. <laughs> that was last night, floating in a pool. And I was like, that's eh, pretty bad. Yeah, it screwed him up, man. That, I mean, <laughs> it comes with a screwed up. up background. A kid's trouble, man. An indicator. Yeah, and it's an indicator. Yeah, and he literally just said, as an example, his parents let him watch Alien when he was six, wow. and then we looked up on wow. the screen twelve hours later, and forty-three-year-old guy friends calling. Calling. That's right from the future. Yeah, yeah. all right. Sonny was right. French Stewart is out there. We'll talk to him in uh, one second. First, uh, Robert, thirty-five, L.A. Robert, Adam, how you doing? Good, man. What's going on? Gina, Paul, good to talk to you guys Hi. as usual. Paula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just an observation I had over the weekend. Um, I don't, just like you, let my daughter watch Dora the Explorer, Caillou, all this stuff. Yeah. We were watching some of the classic Disney cartoons over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing there was an episode where Mickey is trying to sneak Pluto onto the train. Mm-hmm. And my daughter didn't get it, didn't get the joke. Well, the two ways you would sneak things onto things or gain entry into things is by either picking up a potted plant mm-hmm. and then running on yep. your tiptoes. Twinkle toes. Twinkle toes. Except for a moving potted go. plant that was three feet off the ground. Very distracting. While you're hearing the ivories being tickled <laughs> yeah. is, would be to would draw focus. Right. But the other way you do it is get a trench coat yep. and get on the other person's shoulders. Yep. It's the only other way. Well, they, they did that one. But in this case, what he does is he folds Pluto into the, the suitcase and takes them on with him. Uh-huh. Oh, the suitcase, the yeah. Well, and she doesn't there understand you why you'd have to hide a dog on mass transit. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that's your point. Yes. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, all that comedy is gone. Yeah, all She's they like, smuggle the dog. The, the checked bag fee is more than the dog fee. <laughs> right. It's interesting. <laughs> well, if 
Pluto, I don't know how much he weighs, but if he's over 50 pounds, it doesn't matter. He's going into the check. Yep. Thanks, know, Robert. Hey, area. Robert, you live in L.A.? Is it, how close is the nearest home homeless person, and can you put him on the phone? <laughs> he's standing on top of one in the trench yeah, coat actually, right now. I'm actually at work, so unfortunately everybody here is taxpayers and people being very productive, especially since we work in sales. So. Is the homeless situation in L.A. has gone insane, has it not? Well, you're in a, you're in a nice part of town. Yeah. We're in a slightly above average part of town, and now the homeless have gathered in the freeway underpasses, uh, let's say, 40 yards from our house. But, like, yeah. really you know, nice tents now. Yeah, no, they, they have, like, camping gear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, right. coming, coming home, it's the most depressing thing ever because under, under the overpasses, over um, any, by the river, by the L.A. River, Yes. Just all kinds of tent cities, and it's, you know, it's awesome coming home after right. we, trying to make money hey, for hey, your family. Hey, uh, Robert, I completely agree, and, and here's what I want to say. I was just attempting to do some work on my house, and the building and safety and planning and zoning department literally just sort of said, no, like, don't don't bother. It's not going to happen. And they have some 20-foot setback thing, and the house is like four foot or five foot from the thing. But if you want to put a second story or master bedroom, that's going to be 20 feet Mm -hmm. back. And it's like, that's a total deal breaker. It's going to be in the middle of the house, blah, blah, blah. So here's all I want out of L.A., little fucking consistency. Like, hey, this guy's just sleeping in the river, and he's pitched a tent in the parking lot and on the sidewalk, and he's defecating onto the sidewalk, and he's doing whatever the fuck he wants. Fine. Are we living in a lawless community or not? Because right now... I'm paying the taxes and being told I can't do my project. Mm. Evidently, these guys are just doing whatever the fuck they want. This guy's out on the sidewalk in front of the Staples Center selling ghetto dogs in the middle of the night. Does he have a permit? Does she have a permit? Mm. No? Okay, good. We've established no permits. I'm going to take it a step further. They don't pay taxes. I pay a shitload in taxes. I should be able to be, like drive cop cars on the weekends and do donuts in my own car and intersections and stuff. <laughs> right, some well, you guys like block off the road. I sorry, should get ma'am, something. Sorry, ma'am, it's a taxpayer. You guys do whatever you want. Right now, we have an unfortunate system where I pay a shitload in taxes and get penalized when mm-hmm. I try to pull a permit on a building code, whereas you guys pay no taxes and get to defecate on a sidewalk. And I'm saying that is not a great... Um, allocation of effort time money or anything but it's certainly not fair like it's not I, a good incentive to keep paying your taxes <laughs> but it's a great know? incentive to shit on the sidewalk That's true. Yes. it is yes it is yes uh, it's all part of the rule of law breaking down you know hey it's homeless mm-hmm. like what are you gonna do like we can't yes you're gonna hey it's guys uh, you know ann coulter want to talk at berkeley whether the guy's setting a fire like well what can you do what can you do it's like hey guess what you're a cop <laughs> I can't do anything, but you can go get the zip ties and go making beer, get on the horse or get the, get out the fucking billy club. Like, I don't care. Go stop it. Whatever. And the whole reason the homeless thing has completely spun out of control is because they didn't stop it at the beginning. Mm. So obviously, if you're one guy decides to bivouac underneath the freeway overpass and you clean it up that afternoon, you don't get an entire gypsy tent city moving in. Now you're dealing with. Hundreds of souls. I mean, not under the same intersection, but a lot of people gathering. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're parts. Now, uh, other than that, how about just this? How about just the general assault on the children who have to witness this on a daily basis, who have to just drive through this mass of garbage and humanity, just as a nine-year-old just looking out the window of the Volvo? Like, they're not living toll on your soul. in a tent city, but it's wildly depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is. And there's something to that. You know, we're, I, 
again, we, we live, uh, this city is so concerned with second and third hand smoke. What about the first fucking hand depression? <laughs> Jesus goddamn Christ. Would you rather your kid get in a car where somebody had smoked the day before but wasn't smoking now, but exposing them to third-hand smoke or drive them through fucking tent city and have them just need to go like from the fifth grade to therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Given those You're two right. choices, of course. The, yes. Yeah. The fucking car. depressing. As a, as an adult, I lived in East Hollywood for 14 years and really took, it was damaging to me. That's why I said, I don't care if it's inconvenient. I don't care if it's more expensive. And I moved to the beach and moved to a nice community. I, I couldn't live in it anymore. It, it's just, you don't, you may not even know because it's hard to quantify, but when you just step out, like when I used to do earthquake rehab work and I'd step out and you'd see some syringes on the ground yep. and a bottle of night train or something, a little bit of your soul gets like the same way as when you see wildflowers in the desert, you go, I'll go this way, you know, or a puppy, mm-hmm. even if you're not petting the puppy, it's just there. Yep. Or somebody's walking it or whatever, a whatever burned out mattress and abandoned shopping carts. Right. Okay. You get it. Let's do something. Could we please? French Stewart is uh, coming in here. He's got a book out. Oh, good. Daddy drinks because it's funny. I was thinking about him today. He's got some crazy stories about his dad, and I love them all. We'll talk to France right after this. It's time to check Adam's voicemail. Hey, Ace Man. I know how much you hate things going to waste. I uh, just killed a three-day-old half cores light that had been sitting outside on the patio wasn't good rock on you can leave us a message at 888-634-1744 french stewart in studio i love french and i was thinking like i said about uh the book you can pre-order it on amazon daddy drinks uh it's six dads trying to get it right and so it's you and these other dads but all I guess from similar backgrounds. I remember talking to you about your dad, how crazy yeah. he was, and what a kind of grifter and con artist yeah, he was. Yeah, he's a grifter. He was a, he was a Milton French Stewart the Third. Wow, and uh, That's a good name. Yeah. So there was Milton French Stewart the First, and he uh, killed a guy on a bridge in Virginia, mm-hmm. and then he vanished into the woods. I Milton dog back on the blower, yeah, right? Yeah. Milton French Stewart Junior was like a boxer that was inappropriate with children mm-hmm. my dad was like just a full con man and so basically it took like four generations to get to fucking actor <laughs> like a child star actor like kind of thing so it you know i mean there's a good story with your dad and some car tires that i seem to remember my dad would uh he, he like he um uh, when he divorced my mother, he would like come for one bad play date a week, mm-hmm. and so he he would take you to like an inappropriate movie. But first, you the had alien. to yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, the Exorcist. No, I saw I saw Pepe on with my dad. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Like, this is wildly like, inappropriate. What the what the goddamn like? Why am I watching Deliverance in nineteen? <laughs> Literally, it's a Pepe on was Deliverance on and French Guyana. Like, when when were you born? I was born in sixty four. Me too. Pepion must have been like 71 or something right. like that. I was wild, way young too child. young. And there was <laughs> yeah, beheadings and there was leprosy and there was homoeroticism. It was insane. It's horrid. Like, I remember seeing like the, like, 
you know, like seeing movies and going, well, I guess that's okay, but like, <laughs> you, you don't know. Like, like he would like he would basically take you to uh, uh, he would say, all right, we're going to run an errand, mm-hmm. and so you run an errand, and he would go rent the exact car that he drove, pull it around the corner, and then he would change the tires out, and he would just say, oh, French, you know, it's just cheaper to like buy like a car for a day right change the tires out as opposed to just like you know buying tires it's brilliant. like you should remember this <laughs> like, it was like an it's a like imparting back. wisdom it's like a mo- uh, like an oprah moment like you're like well, uh, all right all right well, you know and then you're like like later on you're in the 7th grade and he goes oh well like if you want to get girls just say their name a lot and and, and look them in the eye it'll be fine <laughs> You're like, uh, all right, <laughs> fucking what? Like, you know, it's like he, he's a bad dad. Yeah. It, well, I mean, I'm interested in bad dads, and Me we, too. we started the show just coincidentally. Brian's a new dad. I'm a newish dad, and uh, you're a dad. And yeah. we started the show just sort of coincidentally saying how unimaginable it is to be that way, mm-hmm. say those things, do yeah. those things, and, and then you do it. No, I'm not doing it. And, and this is why I have little to no forgiveness for people who does. Pull the mic up to to you, please, French, if you could. Um, right there. I we have, want the full I French don't experience. Have, I, I have no forgiveness for these people who go, well, his dad drank, so he drinks too, and he beat his kids, yeah. so he beats us. That's all he knows. I don't buy that bullshit for a second. Either. First off, how the fuck do we get on with it as a society if everyone's just making excuses with all his dad was kind of this way i went i'm fucked up i need therapy i don't want to be a horrible dad like my fucking horrible parents Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna get my shit together and i'll think about it almost every day and do the exact opposite of what would jim do i'll just think what would jim carolla do and then i'll do the opposite i'll do the other thing yeah like make money like like my, my, my mom had like like uh uh my my sister at 16 and then me at 20 and I was like, well, did you like, you know, like my wife was pregnant. I was like, well, did you have cravings? And she was like, yeah, I couldn't huff enough shoe shine. <laughs> like shoe shine. I just wanted to smell shoe shine or gas at a gas station. I was like, OK, all right. Well, like it was Copier like your toner. Yeah. yeah. Instantly wish you hadn't asked. I meant like ice cream yeah. with anchovies. Yeah, mom. that's what I was thinking. Pickles. I was like, pickles. I was going pickles. But she was all like, oh, no, shoe shine. I would huff it all day long. I couldn't get away from the shoe shine. I was all like, OK, all right. But then like when my wife, like when she got pregnant, it, like, let's face it. I was 50. I had one sperm left. One and it was like it was it a full was, court shot with the buzzer. No, <laughs> yeah. it's like Roy Scheider at the end of Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you son of a bitch! Come on. You son of a bitch! Yeah. <laughs> as sad as he came. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> no, it was like it was a miracle. Like my wife, like you know, uh, like we had done the whole thing of like, all right, we're gonna try and get pregnant, but I was too old. And then it was, you know, we you end up with a sperm sample dying on the four hundred five because you can't get your to your appointment quick enough. They got a twenty minute rule. window, right? Yeah. yeah, I remember getting into this with my wife too. It's like, where's the place? It. It's like twenty, it's twenty seven minutes, minutes away. away. Like, That's fine because <laughs> I live in a world. Here's the world I live in. If the ladder says 
holds up to 300 pounds, you're good yeah. to 450. That's if, right. If at 301, the thing caved in, you're, you're have problems. They're, they're, they wouldn't make that yeah. ladder. So when the guy says 20 minutes, it's it's my, I, I hate it when people are fast and loose with your fucking schedule. They Me do this too. all the time where they go like, look, don't eat no water, no solids or liquids after midnight. And I always say, yeah. you say that to people who have to come in and get the dental procedure at 8 a.m. No. But if they come in at 3 p.m., you say the same thing. That's fucking right. That's a huge window. And yeah. according to your math, I could eat breakfast. Breakfast at yeah. seven thirty in the morning. And still have that good eight hour. Still have that window, window yeah. but like we don't recommend that anyone doing anything after midnight. That's how you always know it's well, full. If, you're doctor, not a if a doctor tells you're me right. to like eat, like you 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 have one pill, but don't do like three pesticides. I I do like my own math, and I'm like, right. uh, what would French like? That's that's more like eight. Like yeah. I can do eight, hmm. and I can also do like kind of a beer with it. Yeah, I've told Drew a million times. I need to know the difference with the no booze thing on the pill. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. to know the one. One needs a picture of a liver exploding. <laughs> yeah, and the other one a picture of me really enjoying myself. That's because right. if, if all we're gonna do, <laughs> right. thumbs up. <laughs> if this is essentially whipped cream on my Xanax Sunday, yeah. then yeah. I want to know. But if my liver's gonna explode, then I will. I might listen. Yeah, like like Drew, you might be. Right, but I wrote half a play. Yeah, in this condition. <laughs> in this condition. Yeah, I've said that many times. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, sorry, the book, uh, your dad. Now, is your dad around? No. And did dad you ever, is a doornail. Did you ever good? Did you ever get anything? <laughs> yeah, did you ever right. get anything right with him, or did he did he circle back when you're having all kinds of success no, on not, Third like, Rock yeah, and everything? Yeah, my 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 mother really like kind of uh, pinned him down the best, which is he's all icing, no cake. Mm-hmm. Mm, he's great at a birthday party. Right. He's uh, he's very fun. He looked like Tom Selleck with a big mustache. Right. But it's but he'll there. steal all your shit. You know. And That's... like I started getting on TV, and suddenly you know I hadn't talked to him in like twenty years because like he's delightful, but you 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 can't protect yourself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so suddenly the FBI is like, okay, well your your dad is like trying to bust into your bank account and he was like he was trying to like write checks with my uh like like the signature that i wrote when i was like seven like (laughs) big bubble letters yeah big dumb letters i'm like you motherfucker like he he ended up like when he 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 always told me like ah french you know i'm like i'm i'm a pirate i just don't have a ship that's my problem (laughs) And I was like, all right, I get it. And so, like, on his death certificate, it's me and my sister were like, I'll just put pirate. <laughs> He'll like it. Put pirate. Yeah. Like, it, you know, he's a pirate. Is, wow. is, um, all right. Yeah. God, it's a all, lot. It all I, makes, it drives me nuts. But I have this theory because yeah. I know a lot of these people. They spend their entire life trying to avoid an honest day's work. Mm-hmm. It, it's my Jimmy Kimmel theory. Th- this is correct. I, I know, I know plenty of guys and a lot of range between some of the guys that went to high school and Jimmy Kimmel. And I always say this, the guy that was most generous, yeah, not financially, but financially, but with his time was Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. He would do anything. He would work with you on anything. We never wanted any compensation. He worked. I would, I would meet him at the radio station at 5 a.m. He would edit my bits, you know, and it wasn't like part of his job. His job was the sports guy. All the way through life, and including up until now, he's clearly the most generous, thoughtful guy I know. That's right. But 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 with his time, you can say, "Well, he's got money in the bank; and just get his assistant." No, no, he he handles mm-hmm. it, and it's with his time. I don't mm-hmm. need money from him, but yeah. he does it with his time. 
They're guys I know. Eh, my buddy Ray is probably one of them. Doesn't do much for, and I have a few family members and things like that. Their whole plan in life is to never do anything for anybody else. It's to keep their own shit and see yeah. how much shit they can get from other people without ever really working. They have nothing, mm-hmm. coincidentally. Yeah. And it's so counterintuitive because you think, well, who's going to be poor? Well, Jimmy's going to be poor because he's giving away <laughs> all his time he's for free. His time. And who's not? My high school buddy Dave, who is always Horny. pinching stuff from everybody all the time. But he, guess who lives in a crappy one-bedroom apartment? That's right. That guy, because but, he doesn't have relationships. It, the thing like, about your dad is like he spent his entire life trying yeah. not to work, but then he died with nothing. It's it's the actors who work super hard to stay on unemployment when they could just get a job, and it would be like. So much easier Not than staying acting, on yeah. unemployment. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah, no. But I the calories, John. the calories burnt. The calories burnt. Being a pirate or not ever just going, I'll take this right. job and mm-hmm. I'll build on it or whatever. Always so much time looking for the angle yeah. that life just blows by. Your kids hate you and you don't have anything. Well, well that's the thing. It's like the first thing I th- like. Like I used to come around the the K Rock stuff where they would like send you in and you would like do Kevin and Bean in the morning and like right. Jimmy was there. And, like, I remember, like, Jimmy Kimmel bringing me coffee. And I was right. like, and I think back on that now, and I was, I'm like, in what world, <laughs> in what world does Jimmy Kimmel bring me coffee? And it wasn't because he had to. He just did it. He oh, just, like, brought it because I was a guest. He would, like, he, he, would, he was a nice person. He would pay for it himself mm-hmm. on, on occasion. Yeah. You know, that's just who he was. But. He's so the antithesis of your dad, the polar ops of your dad and my dad, which right. is like always trying to figure out a way to get something or for somebody to do something for them but, versus yeah. going out and doing stuff for and everyone and making relationships, right. the relationships so much easier. Well, it, it, it there's a payday. You know, there's I've payday. made Jimmy millions of dollars right indirectly, but I've made him hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars over the years. Yeah. Because he was good, and we established a relationship. Your it's, dad didn't get a penny, but that was like near to my dad. Uh, yeah, at least uh, in a car. No, they didn't. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, that's like he. Like, I, I remember coming back. Like, and they were like, "Okay, well, your dad's dead. Like, he's left behind. Like, the the one thing you have to talk about is that uh, uh, he." The only thing he had was a ton of guns. Well, who's going to watch the parrot? <laughs> yeah. Who's going to watch the parrot? Polly's not going to feed himself. <laughs> so, Polly wants Polly some wants food. Polly wants a cracker. That's right. A cracker at least. So, yeah. What did your dad – hold on. Don't tell me yet. I'll tell you first okay. about Simply Safe, and then you tell me what your dad left behind. Because I got to tell you, if I heard my dad died, yeah. I would not go to his house to even look at anything. I would simply go, well, uh, when's the funeral? Like I, there's nothing left. But I, there's no wristwatch. Yeah. There's no yeah. heirlooms. There's no. Oh well, I get the old Desoto that's been up on blocks <laughs> no, in the garage. Me either. How many times I got to tell you about Geico, man? Let's get going over here. Go to Geico.com. Spend about mm, fourteen minutes. Sixteen? Too much. Fifteen minutes. Go on your computer. Go to Geico.com. Spend fifteen minutes. You could save fifteen percent or more on your auto insurance. Why would you do anything else? So. Save that extra money, put it in your pocket, have a little wham, a little walking around money. Go to Geico.com, 15 minutes. Could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance at Geico. What did your dad uh, leave behind? Guns. Guns. Um, Like, he lived in uh, New Mexico, and he left behind guns. And so for a while, like, people would show up going like, oh, your dad kind of owed us money. And we're like, 
well, me and my sister are like, we got guns. Dip into the gun guns are money. <laughs> so like we like we just like gave them guns and 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 then we left. But it was just it you know I mean you know he's, he's like a bad dad. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. he looked like Tom Selleck. Selleck. He made driftwood art. He had a wolf wow. dog, and he was really like charming with the ladies, but. He was like three months worth of charming, and then right, then it's gone. Yeah. I have a question. How much of that bad dadding that happened early on in your life, right. like, was hardwired into you? Like, can you are there? Do you find yourself still thinking about those things or doing certain things? Like, oh, I really got to shake that habit, or did you reject it almost totally? Well, my my mom told me like, take the charm, like take the charm and and move on because uh-huh. the rest of it is just you know I've got a work ethic and and he didn't like it's the thing you're talking about. It's it's. Why do you work so hard to do something so sketchy when you could actually just work hard and and sort of feel better about yourself? I, I yeah. never get the – I get the part where you don't want to burn the calories, but your lifestyle is burning is, many yeah. more calories yeah. and you're much less more comfortable. Calories. And because you live in an apartment and you don't own a home, you yeah. have to park on the street, and yeah. you're getting parking tickets when the street sweeper comes by, and your life is actually your your wild right. your your life that's uh, devoid of effort is now causing you more effort. Like yeah. I, I remember, I remember like paying electricity bills in person. Like I know where the place was on yeah. Van Nuys and Sepulveda. It's waiting in long long line after work to that's pay right. in person because I couldn't get my shit together. But how? It was such an incredible calorie burner. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, you remember going to, like, phone booths to, yeah. like, <laughs> like, make calls. It's like, oh, you know, like, you put a coin in, you like, but, like, now, like, my daughter, like, she's four years old, and she'll be like, oh, this, that. And I'm like, my, the main thing I say to her is, like, two things. One is, like, if she's crawling on furniture, like, what's your end game? <laughs> what's your end game? Like, where are you going with this? What's your end game? And then the second thing is, hey, baby, tough times in the city. <laughs> We're in the city. We got to, like, be strong. Tough times in the city. It's a Nick Gilder song. Right? <laughs> tough Dawson, times in the city. Is it hitting you? It's actually Hot Child to see, but he'll, he'll look it up. It doesn't even matter. It's such, such a 70s song. Yeah. At four years old, she's like, I got you, Dad. I, I got, got you. you. I, and I like, hear you. Sometimes it's like, oh, I get it. Like, you actually bonked your head and you're upset. But other times it's like, no, baby, you're crying your way out of a ticket. <laughs> tough times in the city. <laughs> a tough times in the city. Yeah. This is a man. I think so. Something's next. Isn't that weird? A lot of these, like, it's a weird. A lot of these songs are like sort of like pedophile-y. I am. Like, oh, there's a whole. Yeah, there. There's a statutory rape rock from my statutory rock. She's 16. She's beautiful. She all mine. Yeah. Or else, uh, um, take me away. Like no, I, we made love in my Chevy van where I picked you up and you're barefoot. And I dropped right. you off back now. That's rape and abduction. Right, I like, yeah. pulled you we out of a window. So like, young, and then I tra- was- transported you across state lines. <laughs> Which one's the yeah. She's just sixteen, 16 years, years old. old. Oh, Leave her alone. They say. 
like yeah. with yeah, the quotation <laughs> they say Who's leave her they? alone they yeah. meaning your probation officer yeah. <laughs> she's not <laughs> legal <laughs> like oh, maybe yeah. you might they, want to leave her alone they's really a, you, uh, it's, it's a euphemism for society yeah it's she's everybody just 16 years old like Gino Vanelli, what I were like, you goddamn thinking? No, this isn't Gino Vanelli. Benny. Benny. Benny Madrona. Oh, it's Madrona. Benny. Yeah, Gino Vanelli just, just wanted to stop and come on an underage she, kick. I oh, think I, I, where I came from the name of the Oh, thing. that's my bad. You're right. It was, it was uh, Benny Mardonis. Yeah, and the great part is, he's, at the end, he's like whining. Like he's like, oh. like if I could only he's howling, if I could only fly away with a thirteen-year-old girl, everything would be fine. Like, why? It's like it's preposterous. The best is this is um, young girl. Oh, get oh. out of my heart! Get out of my heart! Right now, it's your fault, well, young it's girl. Young, it's young mind, girl. Get, get out, out of my mind! mind. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. My love for you is way out of line. Your fault. You better run, <laughs> yeah. girl. I'm this close to. Coming in your hair. I think in the very first Ace Awards, you won an award for best musical moment for for saying something about this song and saying that you you better move, girl, because I'm gonna rape you. Uh, that's what he's saying. That it's the clear message. Yeah, it's like this guy's a pedophile, like the Wolf Man on a full moon yeah. would change. That's right. No matter what I say, how I but think. that's the thing. It's like people like really like you go back now and you look at like seventies like stuff, and everybody's like, "Oh, the seventies, the music was so good." That like we remember the seventies. It rock. was like actually, it was rapey. It was nobody had any money and nobody had any gas for their cars. It was shitty. <laughs> it was horrible. Like, it was awful. Dark, dark times. Yeah. It was dark times in the city. Yeah. That's why I'll tell my daughter, hey, <laughs> dark times, baby. Thank you. Uh, shit. That, that wolf right. never let me down. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's do a little news. Let's do all it. Right. Give me the news with Grad. News with Gino Grad. Great. <laughs> The news with Gina Grad. I've been naked in that show more than once. Damn right, yeah. So Megyn Kelly's new Sunday night show premiered with a much anticipated interview with Russian leader Vladimir Putin. Much of the talk consisted of Kelly trying to get Putin to say whether or not his country interfered in our most recent presidential election. Kelly asked Putin in various ways if that was the case, and Putin fired back with accusations of the U.S. meddling in elections all over the world. Oh, I know you are, but what am I? Mm -hmm. When I'm rubber, you're glue. When Putin was asked again about election interference, he defended President Trump and surmised that the American people need to get a hobby. Here's the clip. Was he wearing a shirt? (laughs) Yes, this time, yeah. Riding a pony? Full suit. (laughs) You created a sensation out of nothing. And out of this sensation, you turn it into a weapon of war against the current president. Well, this is, you know, you're just, you people are so creative over there. Good job. Your lives must be boring. <laughs> He's Dr. Evil. Like, oh, you've quite, quite a mess you've created. Petting a hairless cat. Yeah. 
<laughs> Who do you think has a better sitting your lying face, Megan Kelly or Tucker Carlson? Because oh. they both have excellent. Megan Kelly, like your lying. Face. Tucker yeah. has a pretty good your lying face when yeah. he locks it in. Does he kind of squint his eyes like Megan does? I, it's more incredulous. Hard, hard to tell what it is, but it's whatever's coming out of the person's mouth no, is not, not landing it. after that face. Uh-huh. Uh, once he flips the switch it's on that face, Tucker the fucker. Yeah, it's, <laughs> or, it's me- or, or Megan Megan. Oh, yeah. look at that. Like garbage bail kids. Wow. I'm fucking killing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard a little. I've heard some snippets of this. Putin was not. Uh, he's not having it. Well, he's he didn't disappoint in that he was not presidential. I mean, him and Trump could definitely share this part, which yeah. is. Uh, they may be like Joe Five Pack. Like I don't even know if they're up to a six pack. Like they are, there's <laughs> yeah. duty is dude. You know, we just yeah. came off of Obama, and you come off of uh, you know some. You know, you think back to Thatcher and Reagan and mm. people like that. Where that's right. You Churchill, as- yeah. assume they're lying, but they're doing with a certain degree of decorum. Right. Yeah, that's that's that gone. Hurt. No, no, oh no, it's gone. Yeah, it's yeah. gone. Yeah, it's it's completely gone. It, it, I like Joe Five Pack. Mm-hmm. It's even even more You're blue not, collar. You aspire to Joe Six Pack. <laughs> yeah. Can't yeah. afford that sixth beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joe Forty answer. The extra work <laughs> yeah. would be. Uh, well, the One Love Manchester Benefit concert happened Sunday night, and it seemed to go off without a hitch. Ariana Grande brought together some. Big, huge names in music to stand with Manchester after the bombing at her concert that happened on May 22nd, left 22 dead. Uh, I have a couple of clips for you. I really like this first one. Uh, Coldplay came out and sang, Brian, mm. an Oasis song. What? Yes, they mm. sang Don't Look Back in Anger, oh. and then they let the crowd take over. That's Here's the, probably the best song they've ever sang. Yeah, this is the part where the, the, <laughs> the crowd takes over. It's <laughs> a great song. I like it. We're taking performing to a new lazy level, which is not only we're going to do someone else's song, but let the audience do it. Like jumbo karaoke. I don't get why, like, the the moment. French's dad could have pulled that one off (laughs) right now. Like, yeah. Milton French 3 could have done that. I don't get why, like, uh, two brothers who are known for fighting with each other. Well, did you did you notice who wasn't on the stage? Yeah, yeah but the it's like, why are why is that about that? Like, yeah. why didn't you bring out the kinks? Like, yeah, why don't we are... just bring out a bunch of brothers? <laughs> well, who are those are both good. fantastic points. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. points. Thank you. Thank um, you. But there is something I, I think nothing better on earth at a concert than a few hundred thousand British accents mm. singing a song. Didn't Probably that just. A- Probably 70,000, but yes, yeah, it true. feels yeah. good. Yeah. Tens of thousands. Uh, yes. you know, the Gallagher good. brothers cannot be in the same space together. This much we know currently. But uh, they're from Manchester. They're probably the most famous people from Manchester for the past, I don't know, 30 years. or Somebody, I saw a tweet that one of the Gallagher brothers was talking shit about the other one about this concert. You should see a tweet when they're, not, when they're not talking shit about the other one. That would be newsworthy. One showed up. Who has the, who has the uh, mutton chops? I think Liam does. He, and then I think he skidded out. I, I think say- you're talking about like uh, Daryl Hall. <laughs> 
Hey, Gary. You're right. And he's not talking shit about get, John Oates. He gets, oh, he never would. He understands his money. Makers. Gary, get Liam Gallagher's Twitter up real quick because I'm going to show you guys the most Liam Gallagher thing ever. You're a fucking Li- liar. Liam Gallagher has like, eh, I think 1.3 million followers somewhere in that neighborhood. About a huge number That's of followers. Lot. He follows zero people. He follows zero <laughs> That's people. That's a power he move. No he follows no man. <laughs> oh, I he's like that. He's following zero and he has like 1.8 million followers. That's the most Liam Gallagher thing ever. Oh, I follow. No, no man. Exactly. <laughs> That's it. a bad accent. I, I love it. I know what you meant. So, but, will they ever? They oh, the will money. they cannot perform together? Ever perform together? Or like together? Yeah. I'm sure they will at some point. The money's going to be too good, but they're very, very, very wealthy. So maybe, maybe it won't matter. To but them. are they happy? <laughs> they seem delightful. Like, I think they seem. Nice. They're Dick Van Dyke esque, <laughs> tripping over an ottoman and, and like just, living chimney uh, sweep, galaxy. Galaxy. more of a chimney sweep. Yeah, yeah. Chim- chimney, like a, chim- chimney. Yeah. this is bullshit. Yeah. I'm going back to Britain. On Don't this bring one. your chitty chitty bang bang fucking game to this <laughs> show. Like with the Gallaghers, this is. Uh, well, Smithsonian Magazine reports that NASA is planning to launch the very first space mission to explore the sun. No. They're, yes, they're going to launch the Parker Solar Probe, which Bad is idea. expected to get to within four million miles of the sun's surface. Hot. That means, yes, it will be facing heat and radiation like no spacecraft ever before, facing temperatures of about 2,500 Sunburn. degrees Sunburn Fahrenheit. Yes. That's all I heard. This solar probe will orbit uh, the sun seven times before making a death dive and hurtling toward the surface at 450,000 miles per hour. You're a stupid woman. Thank you. Wow. Oh, I, like, that came I feel out like wrong. It's, I feel like it's unmanned. Yeah, no. I, okay. Oh, I, I apologize. No man. problem. No problem. Hold on. We have, can't do unmanned anymore. It's got to be unmanned oh. or unwomaned. Un, un, or un, 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 unpiloted. Oh. Un, un, unpiloted. Transmanned. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh. Well, as artificial intelligence and robotics continue to pick up steam, thousands of jobs uh, we could once take for granted are at risk of being automated now. And there might be a tool you can consult to take the necessary measurements uh, before your time comes. It's called WillRobotsTakeMyJob.com. Oh, no. It's a web-based tool that predicts how Sorry, susceptible... Sorry, number one. You're number one. Like susceptible- a silversmith. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Your occupation is to being taken over by robots. The tool further provides additional information like the total number of people employed at each occupation, as well as the projected growth of its respective field by the year 2024. So, for example, I just pulled a couple that might pertain to oh, might pertain to us. Do podcaster. Mm. For example, the website says for carpentry, right. which uh, currently employs about 676,000 people. Mm. They have a 72% chance of becoming automated. I can see that. While broadcasters, which only employs about 29,000, have only a 10% chance. Trying to think about the carpentry automation. I mean, robot. Yeah. Well, there's a whole list here. You tell me. You'd have to figure it out. Like, not. If if they start doing building in a modular way, mm-hmm. where you're building the house like not on site, yeah. which is getting popular, and we should just do it that way now, where you just literally build it in sections, and transport it, then those people aren't going to be on the job site, but right. someone's still going to have to be in the factory right. putting the stuff together. Yeah. They'll have jigs and welding robots and stuff like that, It'll, yeah. but there's still someone has to assemble it and someone has to Put whatever the plans it. into the machine. And but get the million houses that are in different states of decay that always need the washer redone or the, or the pipes yeah. or the whatever that, that's just gonna be constant work that's gonna be constant work for a robot <laughs> well, <laughs> you, too much for a robot you tell me adam because they they cite some stuff specifically so you tell me if a robot could take this over so um 
say construction, just in general, erect, no. install, or repair structures and fixtures made of wood. Um, let's see. Erect, they have install and fixtures made of wood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cabinets, install cabinets, siding, drywall, and bat or roll insulation. That seems. Uh, First off, Seems as long as we up. have illegals for 12 bucks an hour, we're never yeah. going to need to dump all that money into that uh, technology, oh, at least out of SoCal. I don't want the wall. Like, lettuce is going to be like $57 a head. Somebody tweeted me a, a article or a news story on an automated robotic lettuce picker. Oh, that's why they come back. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might be talking out of my ass. <laughs> Yeah, it it, it it was. It still employed people, but like half or a third of the people, the thing okay. just went there, and picked all the lettuce sure, of an auto, automated standpoint, and then the guys. Although I'll tell you one thing that was refreshing as I was watching this article, I was looking at a lot of these migrant people that are doing backbreaking work, and noticed that yeah. most of them had an extra thirty pounds on them. And I said, you know, you've arrived when the poorest people doing the worst jobs are carrying around mm-hmm. extra 30 pounds. Like it used to, you look at pictures of the guys that were coal miners, turn of the century yeah. stuff. Yeah. Just Dangling. skin and bones. Yeah. Just right. all elbows Lift, and yeah. knees, you know. So what you want is like a morbidly obese haberdasher. Yes. Yeah. I want, <laughs> I, it was refreshing to me that yeah, most of the people look wildly nourished, well, yeah. overly yeah. Well, nourished, nourished, and yeah. probably went back to whatever horrible, uh, Vessel they lived in, but it probably had more than one TV. Oh yeah, maybe oh, not, flat yeah, yeah, two oh, TVs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure, one on top of another one. Right, one the sound yeah, work from the, the other picture, picture work. Yeah, yeah. Right. I get it. Well, financial website twenty four seven Wall Street research cities across the country analyzing drinking rates, the number of bars per capita, and driving deaths involving alcohol to determine the drunkest and driest cities in the U.S. Got to be Wisconsin. I was you say are a genius, mm-hmm. French. It looks like the party's it's in cold. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. In wow. fact, out of 10 cities, seven of them are in Wisconsin. Wow. Appleton. Like, you How know, did you know Oshkosh. that? Because they're like, you know, nothing else to do. the name of a martini. It's, <laughs> it's cold. Appletini. Appletini. You can't almost say Appletini. My family's from there. I don't remember hearing that. An Oshkoshatini. Wow. What percentage of people from Appleton or like college age called Appletini? They're, they're dumb. Good. They're leaving money on the table yeah. if I'm they're not calling it Apple Teeny. You're freaking right. killing news. You are. You're, you're doing news. so good. The other cities are in uh, North Dakota and Montana, but Wisconsin swept. Yeah, it is. but it's like it's all it's a cold. Yeah, you guys, nothing else to do. yeah, you travel around and do comedy shows, and you'll find out pretty quickly <laughs> who does the drinking. Like Damn, when you go to Canada, straight. oh, they like yeah. to drink over sure. there. Yeah. They no like they like heroin too. Oh yeah, they'll take anything. Yeah, but isn't there like a special city block they they're allowed to do it in? Yeah, they heroin it up, like, heroin avenue, the heroin district. Yeah, yeah, the heroin district. Hey, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, any place that uh, does a lot of drinking, you can you don't have to go place that consumes the most alcohol. You just go place that participates the most in ice fishing. Oh. That's, that's simply an excuse to get shit faced during the day. That's yeah. a one to one correlation. And you've, you've given it, you've grafted an activity onto it. You got it. Because no one says, hey, I'm going to sit out on a lake on a folding chair and get shit faced. You <laughs> go, right. what kind of loser? What kind of father are you? What kind of, I'm going <laughs> ice fishing. fishing. Have I'm going fun. fishing. I'm providing for the family. Oh, take the sun. Yeah. Don't forget And then go. you just go there, you that's drill right. an auger hole, and then you start drinking. And yeah. you got to start early. Yeah, it's literally the place you go to get drunk on a Saturday or Sunday. It's you start probably crack your first beer about eight a.m. Mm-hmm. and all you do is sit there and hope you're not bothered with a fish. <laughs> well, you get drunk all day. <laughs> yeah, That's, like yanking on your deal. Yeah, like, you're like, oh, damn, I got a bite. <laughs> oh no! You show Hold me the place on. that does the most effort. per capita ice fishing, and I'll show you who does the most drinking. Okay. That's smart.
Mm-hmm. That's smart. Well, Thank a new you. study has found that everyone keeps an average of – actually, maybe you want to guess. There's a number of secrets that the average person keeps. What number do you think that is? Oh, like 57,000. <laughs> well, oh, secrets. The average These person would have keeps this to be many secrets. That you would – now – you want me to give you some examples? <laughs> you keep yeah. track. Okay. So this is like um, hidden relationships, past crimes, drug or alcohol use, uh, uh, you're not happy at work, you've stolen something, things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Trying to think. It seems unquantifiable in a say, weird you way. Yeah, but track of them. I'll tell you how they came to the conclusion if that helps you. But we could definitely all understand that if you're having yeah. an affair, right. that's something right. you're keeping that's dark. secret. Um, let's see, I guess right. me being trapped inside a man's body would definitely be something I would call a secret. <laughs> that I, I would say so. Maybe, maybe a, a, a disease that you really oh. didn't want to like oh. maybe fess up to. Like a Nicholas. Oh, a oh I see. Herpes. Okay. Yeah. Right. Herp, right. Like a herpes. Okay. All right. For that matter, because I don't know how to answer it, I'll say seven. Okay. Brian? I would go less. I'll say three. I'm going to do prices right and go nine. Okay. Well, once again, French, I mean... Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> you're, you're closest. You're definitely closest. Yeah. You're killing study... this news, man. I know. I was on TV for a while, and so... Maybe you've heard. <laughs> yeah. The, the, like... uh, everyone keeps an average of 13 secrets. Oh. Psychologists oh. researched and organized over 13,000 secrets and put them into 38 categories. Like I said, drug and alcohol use, hidden relationships, crimes. The study found that at least five of the secrets people kept are ones they've never told anybody damaged before. i wonder if yeah. they combine the two studies like well the only way to really get the truth out of them is to get them really liquored up <laughs> so you go to <laughs> go wisconsin, wisconsin i'll go to right. montana and we'll get people drunk and by the way when they're drunk we'll ask them <laughs> about how much survey. booze yeah, they're consuming that's exactly what you do you go to appleton wisconsin and suddenly Appletini. it's like i got a damaged butthole like you're just confessing <laughs> shit like my, my butthole Brian, is Brian. like a wonder like what but like how is that a john mayer song yeah it oh, is my butthole's a wonder yeah like a wonderland don't sing that one to your daughter <laughs> Stick with the Nick Gilder one. You mean to one. get her to sleep? Well, when she starts crawling on the furniture, don't go around. You know what's funny is like, like the like I used to gas her to sleep with seventies hits, uh-huh. and then you find yourself like singing like fooled around and fell in love, and you're like, oh, it's working, but uh, it sticks with. At it. what price? Should I bring? Yeah, yeah. At what price do I bring Elvin Bishop right into like the baby? Right. scenario like I, I don't know uh, yeah he uh, that's another one of those songs where he announced that all he did was love women <laughs> orgasm and leave well, the first line is that that's must right. have been through about, about a million, million girls, girls. I love them leave them alone. alone oh actually I uh, t- take prescription meds out of the <laughs> yeah. medicine counter yeah. then I leave them alone <laughs> yeah. that's a lot of sex for a dude with a straw hat Wow. <laughs> 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 hey. uh, it's delightful, though. I love you guys. We should, like, uh, like we should get together again, like, in a year and just hang out. Write okay. another book. Yeah, not right. Yeah, I gotta, gotta crap out another book. Yeah. Uh, Long intro. Look at that. Oh, no. You got a wool million. You should have talked it up. I must have been through about a million girls. I love them and I leave them alone. Is this the guy from Starship? Yeah. Singing? It sounds like it, but it's... Yeah, that's Mickey yeah. Thomas, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this like, sounds very... No, this is not Elvis Bishop singing. It's very Jefferson... Oh, yeah. it isn't? It is not. Oh. But it feels like it. Oh. 
Oh, then. Uh oh. Oh. Stepped in. Yeah, it is the it is the starship guy. Oh, um, Mickey. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. He, he'd do like uh, miracles. Like, yeah. In That's a great song. It it's is. not even a tool. It's good. a great song. Isn't rules. it? No, that song's great. Yeah. Well, the windows might go up. It's yeah. solid. Like, it, it, but French, if you're listening to this song in traffic right. and you pull up to a red light, uh-huh. the windows go up. You don't want other people to know you're enjoying this song. Oh, well, here's something about me. Oh. I don't apologize for it. <laughs> yeah. I've got like I've got fucking Toto. I've got all sorts wow. of bullshit. He's Tool Toot Immune, and like Tool Toot Immune. I'll play it at a party, and uh. I'll be all like, "Yeah, yeah." I just I just played some Taylor Swift for you, fucking drunk fat bastards. And I don't give a shit about it. Like I'm I, I'm unapologetic. And they're like, "Next time, let's have the wake over at Linda's house." <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm this sorry. French but, is being wildly yeah. inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Well, enjoy it. Perhaps this is our problem for <laughs> holding the it. wake at French's. And we <laughs> no. thank you for volunteering, French. But the next time someone dies, we're just going over to Linda's house. But I like all the BGs. I'm sorry, Linda, Linda. did not like Taylor Swift. Yeah. You knew that. Linda will take what she fucking gets <laughs> because that's what happened with Linda's life. Linda, like, look, Linda fucked everybody over, and now she gets what she gets at her fucking wake. Oh, oh, I love Wendy. All right, let's do one more story right. over here. Yeah, let's do another one. <laughs> In less than a month, McDonald's has more than doubled the number of its U.S. locations that offer delivery. According to the CFO, delivery is now available at more than 2,000 <laughs> locations, and he expects the partnership with Uber Eats to expand that to more than 35 locations by the end of this month. Previously, McDonald's had expanded its third-party delivery to more than 1,000 uh, chains nationwide. McDonald's already has well-established delivery services in Asia and the Middle East, where for some restaurant delivery is 40% of sales. Last year, McDonald's garnered nearly a billion dollars in delivery sales globally. I argue that the people, that when you wait for it to show up at your house, you don't enjoy it as much as when you leave your house Mm -hmm. and you do that moment where you walk in and you get a little whiff of the fries and the meat. And then there's that little sort of it's the uh, foreplay period. Like, well, there's a few people in front of me in line. I'm going to look up at the bar- yeah. board here. That, that yeah, Nothing better than reading the see board up there. Are. See what we right. got over here. Thinking about some supersizing going on. Then, uh, That's right. Then <laughs> this power move where you dispatch your mate. Hey, hold down that table. What do you yeah. want? Yes. You want big big and fries? Okay, yeah. I got to get the table. Go oh, sit there. Sorry, Someone's okay. going to sit yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they go sit and they lock down a table. Damn straight. I so like that. They're going to get the one they want. Yeah. It's the foreplay. It's the foreplay. It's the whole experience. It's like the McRib is back. Yeah, like what there's a we, McRib tracker. Are we gonna have like a Shamrock Shake? Oh. Fuck, I'll pull into that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I will eat any any shit out of McDonald's and love it. And everybody can like take their gluten free bullshit and walk it across the street because I'm gonna I'm gonna eat that fillet of fish. It's not fish. I understand that, but like I let my mind like think that it is. Yeah. No, McDonald's good. has. Worked out diabolically a yeah. whole bunch of stuff. It's the Twinkie or it's the Jack in the Box taco. That's right. You can all close your eyes and taste a Jack in the Box taco, which does not resemble the taste of a taco. No, it's no. you're okay, taco. And you're okay no. with it. You, some part of your brain likes it more in a, in a weird in a weird way. Yeah. Yes. Can I tell you a terrible thing? Yes. All right. Like I was going through pilot season a couple of years ago, and I was driving. Like I I had to be like. Like, like I do an audition. I'm a businessman, and then I'm a principal. I'm like something. I like, right. I'm, but I'm going to all these things, and so 
I'm going over to Fox and there's that Del Taco. And I yep. go, all right, I'm going to eat that. And so I ate it. And then on my way back, I was like, oh, I don't feel like great. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, oh, I should go home. And then I was like, no, I should pull over. And then I pulled over into the flats of Brentwood and I crawled into the back seat of my uh, Cadillac and I shat in a Del Taco bag. Hey, it's a guy from Third Rock shitting in a Del Taco bag. It's a guy from Third Rock shitting in a Del Taco bag. So yeah. you're probably wondering, like, why are you telling me this? No. Well, now you only have 12 secrets. Right. <laughs> like, just stay humble. <laughs> right. That's just, that's no, I like it. Keeping it real. I like that. Like, you, like, it is what it is. It's like you, you do that, and then you're like, oh, this, this <laughs> suit actually cost $2,000. And, like, but, like, here I am, and, like. This happened, and but know. I like. I, it's starting to make sense. My French doesn't get embarrassed about the music he listens to. <laughs> That's the <laughs> least of his worries in the car. Oh no, Twitter! After Twitter, I just like you have enough like thirteen-year-old kids like tell you that you're garbage. That like at a certain point, you're just like, all right, well, I'm garbage. Lean into it. Lean into it. Like I'm cool. Like it's fine. I'm like. Uh, I get it. Like I'm, I'm Inspector Gadget two. I'm, I'm like Home Alone four. It's all fine. Like I, I know my sweet spot. <laughs> Go nuts. Like you know, it's fine. Yeah. All oh right. My God. Yes, Tina. Can I tell you really fast? I thought of an indicator the other day, and I wanted to run it by you. Mm. When it comes to car commercials and that whole thing, have you noticed in the last year or so, uh, in the car commercial, they use the seat warmer to put their fast food on? So it's warm when they get it home. Ooh. Well, I don't remember Aww. what car- I saw I've that. I was like, seen this. oh my God, that's in a car commercial. I don't mind that. I don't mind that's it either. But, but it's a bit of an indicator, we're, we're right? We're getting soft. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're definitely getting you, you know, It's a life hack. There's a game that I play with my wife where like it's August or September in LA and it's hot. And I put on the seat warmer and give her a hot ass. She didn't know it's yeah. coming. Suddenly she's like, mm, I'm sweating. What's like? Hey, did you give me a hot ass? Yeah, I gave you a hot <laughs> ass. Mind your business. Yeah. All right. And knock it off for the back seats, French, because that bag of shit is boiling over. And it's give me, a, it's it give me a hot nostril here, man. My, my, my bunghole. <laughs> it's my bung. Uh, All right. Uh, let's bring it home, Gina Grad. You got Should it. We? I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. I got a damaged butthole. Gina, Gina Son of a goddamn was the bitch. With Gina Grad. <laughs> the book is called uh, Daddy Drinks. <laughs> oh, that's, that's my lead-in. You can pre-order it on uh, Amazon and uh, bookmark us and uh, and click click through our site if you want to uh, get that bad boy, please. It uh, always helps. No Safe Spaces, me and uh, Dennis Prager, man. NoSafeSpaces.com. We're what? crowdfunding. It's doing uh, doing well. So uh, do that. Go to AdamCroll.com for anything you do need. And uh, give us a nice rate on uh, iTunes, a nice review. We enjoy those as well. So, French, yeah. This has been awesome, man. Uh, always yeah. delightful. Always uh, I want to thank uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter, Beth Chapman, French yeah. Stewart, Gina Grant, Bald Ryan, this Adam Carolla saying, Mahala. Hey, baby. Tough times in the city. Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Carolla. Leave us a voicemail if you like. 888-634-1744. And subscribe to Take a Knee. It's a really good podcast. Click the link at adamcarolla.com. Gina Grad is on the radio weekday mornings, 100.3 The Sound in L.A. If you want to come on the cruise, drunk on a boat, this November, visit adamcarolla.com. Adam Carolla.
Thank you.